You want to achieve great things? You want to reach the next level? Well, so does every other entrepreneur. You know what that means? You have to take every competitive advantage possible. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, the show where we're going to show you how to create this competitive advantage by being more productive and sharing the secrets of the world's top performers. I'm your host, Kenny Aronson, and I think it's time to get down to business. The number one thing which holds you back from greatness are limiting beliefs and mindsets. But thankfully, negative beliefs are much like clothes. If you don't like them, change them. Today, I'm joined by a man who will help you to do just that. Jason Moore. Now, Jason is a therapeutic life coach, a psychotherapist, and a counselor based in South Australia. As the owner and founder of Motivational Counseling Solutions, his goal is to help as many people as possible to live a more rich and meaningful life with less stress. We're going to dive deep into the topics of mindset, inspiration, and how to achieve greatness. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and welcome Jason to the show. So, hey, Jason, welcome to the Da Vinci Mindset Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, Kenny. Thanks so much for having me. Jason, I got to say, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. I know it's late for you over there in Australia, and I appreciate you taking the time to join me today. No, you're most welcome. I'm grateful to be on the show. I'm very happy to hear that. And, and I got to say, I'm super excited to, to talk about the, the topics that we're speaking about today because... I think that overcoming your limitations is super important. But anyway, with that said, let's start at the beginning, Jason. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your story, and what you're up to in the world? Absolutely, yeah. So as you mentioned, I'm a counselor, psychotherapist, and therapeutic life coach. Um, So I got into my profession and my passion uh, about two years ago professionally. But I always say that this profession, it chose me. See, throughout primary school and throughout high school and throughout my university, I was always the kind of person that people came to for support and to talk to when they needed advice and just a shoulder to cry on or someone to talk to and open up. So as a result, I ended up going in and studying psychology. Now, throughout my high school, I got to study psychology in year 11 and 12 and I had a fantastic and inspirational psychology uh, teacher. And he's who inspired me to go on and study that as my undergrad. Now, studying that, it was quite interesting learning about the brain and human behavior and how we work and how we think. From there, I moved on to do my master's of counseling and psychotherapy because I found myself more drawn to the therapeutic interventions and the therapeutic approach to mindset and self-development and imagine all those difficult things such as stress anxiety and depression and through that i really got to hone my skills and specialize in particular areas so some of my main areas are mindfulness and acceptance and commitment therapy so that's mainly based around anxiety depression and stress management so i'm right into all those mindfulness type principles and to me, that is one passion that when, when I learned those tools, I got to use them on myself and I can't describe the benefit of being able to use new understandings and new technologies and new um, theories on yourself first and experience that firsthand. It was so amazing. So from there, I finished my master's and 
went, you know what, let's go straight into private practice. And that's two years now in the making. And I've been doing that since then. And I have the benefit of being able to work with clients both locally. So I work with clients locally here in Adelaide. And I also work with clients interstate and overseas through the beauty that is the internet and how we're talking today. <laughs> awesome. So Jason, how's your experience been with your private practice and your business so far? What are your thoughts about that? Yes, it's been fantastic. So what I love about the world we live in at the moment is that it is so diverse and that we can communicate with people across the globe. And that is one of the most amazing experiences as when you're in a profession where you get to talk to people, it is so, so amazing to hear other people's stories and communicate with other people from other countries and even other states. It's so amazing hearing their other other people's perceptions on life and their environment that they're in. They're in. And yeah, it's really, really rewarding in that sense. And obviously doing what I do, one of the most rewarding things and the reason why any of us that get into a helping profession, get into it, is the most rewarding part is being able to help people during the hard times. And I personally have been through some really hard times in my past and being able to do something and give something back to the community and to my clients that just it feels so so liberating and so beautiful to be able to do that so that so i'm really i'm, I'm loving private practice i wouldn't want to be anywhere else i love it jason i think it's amazing to see and hear other people who are doing amazing things to help other people in the world and what you said about communicating with people from all over the world i definitely agree with that because from podcasting and meeting people from all over the world, it's been so exciting. And I think that it's just an exciting time to be alive and an exciting time to, to meet people and network with people. So one of the things that you mentioned, Jason, was being able to apply some of the techniques and the, the new emerging kind of ideas and technologies onto yourself and your life. What are some examples of some of these techniques and technologies that maybe people don't know very well or haven't heard of yet? So I think one of the ones that I, I preach this, seriously, it's amazing. And many people are starting to become more aware of it. And it is something that I can't stress enough how great this is, but it's the practice of mindfulness. And you'd be quite familiar with that, Kenny, wouldn't you? Mindfulness? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is absolutely fantastic. It's so effective for everyday use. So. It's, that's what I like about it. It's not a skill that you need to be stressed, depressed, or anxious to learn. It is, it, it's really, it should be a life skill. And what it does, it allows you to become so much more present and live such a more rich life because you are a lot more present. Because the two main issues that we face in life are depression and anxiety. And what depression is, it's depression is when we get pulled into our past. And what anxiety is, it's the rumination on what if. And both those actions and both those mindsets are pulling us away from what's most important. And that's this moment that's happening right now. So through the practice of mindfulness, we get to actually be able to enjoy this moment that is right now. And there's a reason that the present's called a present. And it's because the <laughs> present the, the present is a present. I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So everyone has a little bit different of a spin to put on the mindfulness. How do you practice mindfulness, Jason? Yeah. So, and that's the thing, like mindfulness is 
Um, it can be so diverse. Mindfulness is not, doesn't always have to just be some monk or some guru up in the mountains sat in front of a candle with the sound of waterfalls. Yes, that is a form of mindfulness. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of the cliche that we all think when we think of meditation and when we think of mindfulness. But to be quite honest, mindfulness can be practiced every day if you know, if you know the skills. And the skills aren't that hard to develop. And what, so how I practice mindfulness, it's I practice it on a daily basis as much as possible. So from the moment I get up, I take a few moments before I spring out of bed. I take a few moments to just notice myself, notice the covers, notice the room, notice the blanket over me, my body, and just to really connect with um, myself from the very, very moment I open my eyes. Throughout the day, there's so many other things that you can do. So it's, it's all about connecting with your senses. So what you can hear, what you can see, what you can smell, what you can feel, things like that. That is how you practice mindfulness on a daily basis. Obviously, there's moments where you target and try and get even more mindful. And that can be done through meditation and that kind of stuff, which I do most mornings. I'm not perfect. I try and meditate every morning, but some mornings are harder than others. But yeah, so you can do other exercises like that to also hone your mindfulness skills but it's not something that you have to designate a specific time of day it is something that you can practice on a daily basis when you're out walking when you're doing the dishes when you're eating a meal if you do these things more mindfully you'll be doing them a lot more richly thank you so much for sharing jason and, and i i agree with you it is something that you can practice all the time. One of the things I started doing over the, the summer and, and early last spring is I started taking more walks out in nature just to observe. And I think it's good to also get some exercise. But I think that's a, a good way to start practicing mindfulness. And that's something that I particularly do. But anyway, with that said, let's start talking about how to overcome our limitations. So Jason, what holds back people from success and fulfillment in their life? Yes. Yeah, so what... So that is a fantastic question. And so many of us in today's life that's so busy, we often feel stuck and we often feel held back in some area. Now, one of the therapeutic approaches that I specialize in is acceptance and commitment therapy. And one of the key areas of that is values. And so in a nutshell, my main advice and my main uh, opinion on this topic would be it's we get stuck when we lose track of our values and what's important to us. And with many of my clients that I've worked with, this has been quite a similar story that keeps coming up. People feel stuck. They feel held back and they're not quite sure what it is. And the reason behind it most of the time is that their values are not aligning with their actions that they're doing in some area of their life. And this can be, um, in their spiritual and mental er areas and their well-being or their physical health in their personal and social in their home and family or even something to do with their career they're being in one of those areas of their life that they feel kind of stuck and held back because yeah that some there's a value that's not been met or there's a value that's been held back and when our actions and our thoughts and our values don't align it creates what's called cognitive dissonance and that's what causes that unpleasant feeling so yeah, that's, if you can live a life that's aligned to your values, that is, at the end of the day, that's like the, to me, that would be the golden rule. 
chuck in some mindfulness and some exercise into that and you'll live in a pretty good life. So that would be my first tip would be connecting with your values and really living a life that aligns with those and don't cheat yourself out on them. So values are kind of like the, the rules that you live your life by. So don't cheat yourself on those values. Don't try and live a life for someone else either. So to me, that's another thing that I notice a lot of people do. People try to do things to please other people and to live a life that would make that person happy rather than what makes you actually happy. And that again comes down to values. It's about looking at what, what makes you happy. Don't, what, not what they, not, don't look at what they want you to do or what other people want you to do. What fills you with joy? What lights that fire inside of you? That's what you want to connect with. And so if you can find that passion, that purpose, and then connect with your values and practice mindfulness and do all those kind of things to really live a rich and meaningful life, that can really help inspire you and help get you through, through those hard days and overcoming those obstacles that we will all face throughout life. Another thing that I'm a huge fan of is practicing gratitude. So, so many of us in our day-to-day life, we get so caught up in the negatives, the problems, the, you turn the news on and it's always negative things on the news, right? So it can get really easy to get caught up in that negative mindset and that victim mentality. So how we move on through that and get unstuck in that area is through the practice of gratitude and gratitude can start so small. So again, starting it in the morning, first thing you do when you wake up, notice five things that you're grateful for. And it can be as small as that you've woken up. It can be as small as you've got the ability to see, to hear, you've got a blanket over you. It can be little things like that. But what that does is that sets your mind up to be more positive and grateful and notice the positives throughout your day a lot more. So what happens is you actually have a much more enjoyable and enriched day because you're more open and susceptible to gratitude and positivity. So that would be my main three kind of areas that I would recommend. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing, Jason. With that said, I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there who they might have negative limiting beliefs or negative mindsets. So how do you think that we can change these limiting beliefs and mindsets? Absolutely. So, and my main, sorry. Yeah. So to move on from negative self-beliefs and negative mindsets, first of all, it's important to acknowledge that we all get them at some stage in our life. That's completely normal. It doesn't mean you're broken or troubled or anything like that. It's completely normal. We will all have good days and we will all have bad days. We'll all have days where we feel positive and great and full of energy and days where we just feel flat. And that's, 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 that's part of being human. We're not robots. Unfortunately, we can't download that happy software that's there all the time. But yeah, yeah, it would be really nice. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be fantastic. And whoever does that would be, whoever comes up with that invention will be an absolute millionaire. But on another note, to get away from those negative self-doubts and stop them from consuming your life, 
first, so coming back to the mindfulness principle, looking at these negative thoughts and not getting attached with them. So with, within the realm of acceptance and commitment therapy, there's a theory called fusion, where we get fused with a thought or emotion. So a negative emotion or a negative thought or self-belief becomes a problem when we become fused with it. So if you become fused with a problem, so let's use anxiety for an example. If you become fused with the anxiety, you start to see yourself as the anxiety. And as a result, it is really, really hard for you to work through that. So if you're fused with a problem, it becomes really, really hard for you to move on from it and get away from it. So what you want to do is practice. And again, this works really well if you can work with a counselor or work with a therapist to work on this diffusion. But in a nutshell, diffusion is can be practiced in a base level of, first of all, naming the emotion or naming the uh, emotional response that you're having and thought process that you're going through. So first of all, acknowledge it because it becomes a problem when we struggle with it. If you're struggling with a difficult emotion or a difficult mindset and you're trying to push it deep down inside of you or push it away, the more you push, the harder it's going to come back at you. So first of all, you want to name it, accept it as being there. That's the next step is accepting it. Not You don't have to accept it as good or bad. You just have to accept it as being there at that moment. So name it, accept it, and then allow it to pass by like a wave. So if you imagine your thoughts and emotions like waves, they come, but they'll pass doesn't matter how big the wave is, eventually it'll subside and break into the uh, beach and the seaside. So it's allowing the thoughts to come and go without getting too fused or caught up in them. So that's one process of moving on from self-doubt and limiting beliefs. It's noticing that, first of all, accepting that, yeah, they'll happen at times and that's okay. That's part of being human. The second step is, as we discussed, diffusing from them. The third step, and this is a really key step, is surrounding yourself by people that bring you up and people that can help keep you on track with your purpose, your passion, your why, whatever you want to call it, the reason you get up in the morning. Surround yourself by people that help you live that life that aligns with those goals that you want to achieve. And that also comes into another step, which is having goals and direction of where you want to go. Because if you don't know where you're going to go, you're not really going to go anywhere, are you? You need to have some type of compass, some type of goal to go towards. Just a little bit of direction at least. So if you can surround yourself by people that help encourage you to go for those bigger goals and to push yourself out of your comfort zone, that'll also help when you get stuck in those negative self-doubts and negative self-beliefs. Thank you for sharing, Jason. So with that said, What's the most important thing that you've learned during your time as a counselor and a therapeutic life coach? I want to say not to take life too seriously because really it's, that's the first, to be honest, that's the first thing that came to mind. And if you were to, if I had preparation for that, that answer to answer that question, I probably would have answered it completely differently. But I'm going to go, <laughs> with, my, I'm, I'm going to go with my gut and say, yeah, not to take life too seriously. Um, because it's so important to take time out of your day to laugh and to enjoy life. Like what I, so I deal with people's, um, 
people's problems, people's struggles on a daily basis. And that can get very, very overwhelming if you don't have a way of dealing with that. Now, I've got a few part, uh, pastimes that I enjoy doing. I play music, I play the bagpipes and I play guitar, I play in a band, um, and I'm also a magician. So I've got a couple outlets there that are very entertaining. So as a result, I get to go out and have fun and, and, and do things that I really enjoy doing. So that is a way that I kind of use to de-stress. I use that to detach from any difficulties that I might have had at work with a, with a client, if there's been a particular client that's been very draining and very um, took a lot of energy. That's a way that I use to reconnect with myself. So that's, that's kind of what I mean by not taking life too seriously. It's about having ways to bring yourself back to that childlike sense of fun and wonder that we all need to have. We need to maintain that in some way or another. And that can be through doing something that you enjoy doing, like taking up a hobby such as magic or whatever it is, um, taking up a sport or an exercise that you like, take, doing something uh, artistic if you enjoy your colouring in or um, going out with friends. Do something on, a, if you can't do it on a daily basis, at least do it twice a week. Do something that you enjoy doing because at the end of the day, like you need to spend as much time as possible being happy and you need to do the things that enrich your life and make you happy. It's not worth working nine to five, five days a week to be passed out, unconscious, fatigued for Saturday and Sunday. You need to schedule in some time on, your, on a weekly basis to do something that you enjoy doing. And that could be anything. So yeah, I personally enjoy going for a hike as well. I enjoy the outdoors. So going for a hike or walking along the beach, I literally schedule that into my weekly schedule. So I, I know I've either got a beach walk or a hike booked in every week. And I use that. It's kind of like me stopping at the petrol station to refuel. It refuels my body. It refuels my soul. It re-energizes me ready to work with my next clients the next day. Thank you for sharing, Jason. So do you live right by the beach in Australia? Um, so I'm quite lucky. Where I'm positioned at the moment, I'm about a 10-minute drive from one of the beaches. And I'm also a 15-minute drive from the Adelaide Hills. And in the Adelaide Hills, there's all beautiful spots for hikes. So it's a beautiful spot. I'm so grateful for being where I am located because it is so central to everywhere. I'm so jealous right now. I'm living in the, I mean, it's not really the middle of nowhere, but no, it's in Ohio. I, I wish there was a beach by me, but I think, I think something that I, I want to do in the future is go somewhere closer to a beach and then the whole rolling hills. I mean, there, there are some nice places to, to hike around here, but oh, I'm looking outside and it's snowing right now. But, but anyway, let, let's oh, get, yeah, let's get back beautiful. on topic. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, very nice. with that said, Jason, how do you inspire and motivate yourself? That's a very good question. Now, I get a, and this isn't me trying to be big header. This I get a lot of people saying to me, like, how are you always so positive? And I'm going to be brutally, completely honest. I'm not always positive. I'm not always happy-go-lucky. Nobody is 24-7. And like we were saying before, that's okay. That doesn't mean you're broken. Like, we all, none of us can be happy all the time. That's, it's a happiness is an emotion that we go through. And if we were happy all the time, you wouldn't really appreciate it when it happened. 
So first of all, I want to clarify that, that there will be days when you're not as motivated as others. But how do I stay motivated? I stay motivated, motivated by having a clear idea of where I want to go. And this is something that we all need to do. We all need to spend some time reflecting on the direction and the legacy that we want to leave behind. So I've got a vision board that is literally bang right next to my bed. As soon as my eyes open, there is a vision board with pictures, quotes, goals, and direction of where I want to be in my future and what the things I want to achieve and the legacy I want to leave behind. So it's really important to connect with your purpose, with that kind of legacy that you want to be left behind when you leave. So that is what helps me stay motivated. Also reading. So reading books that uplift you and inspire you. Knowledge is seriously, knowledge is the key to growth. It's beautiful. It is fantastic. I've got, I'll be honest, I've got more books than I've read. I've got to stop buying books and start focusing on reading <laughs> everything I've got. It's, it's an addiction. But I do read very regularly. I try and read at least a book a month. Um, but it's, that helps keep me inspired and motivated as well. Reading books from people that uplift and inspire you. So people that you look up to. And another way is learn to use social media in a healthy way. Now, I'm going to be brutally honest. I'm not perfect with this. This is a new something that I am working through. Um, as you might be able to relate, running a business, social media, you can get consumed with it pretty easily because you're trying to promote your business, you're sharing things, you're making new content. You can get pretty caught up with being constantly on social media, right? So it's important to learn to use social media in a healthy way. And what I mean by that is put in regular times where you're going to use your phone or use your social media and having times in between that where it's a no-go zone. So put your phone on flight mode in between those times. Don't get caught up with using, going to your phone every time it beeps, every time you've got a notification. As well as that, on the topic of social media, choose who you follow. If every time you turn on Facebook or Instagram, you're getting bombarded with negativity, unfollow those pages, unfollow those people. You don't need that negativity in your life. That's not going to help inspire you in any way. There are so many beautiful Facebook pages and Instagram pages out there that are designed to inspire and enrich your life. Your newsfeed does not have to be negative and you can control that. That is one of the, one of the things that is actually really easy for us to control is who we follow and what, we, what notifications we want to get. So that would be my main kind of areas. So connecting with the why and the purpose of, and the legacy that you want to leave behind. If you can get a vision board or something that has your goals all set out in black and white. Secondly, read. Surround you, read books that uh, inspire you. Surround yourself by knowledge and wisdom of the people that you look up to. And third thing, using social media in a healthy way. So not using it all day, scheduling some time where, okay, I'll, use, I'll check my, uh, I'll update my social media pages between this time, but between these 
this time frame, I'm not going to use uh, online means at all. And also learning to detox from unmotivating and uninspirational pages and uh, pages and things like that. Okay, thank you so much for sharing, Jason. And, and I can definitely attest to the fact that, you know, sometimes you need to make sure your, your social media is healthy because I, I've been working on my own business as well. And sometimes you just get sucked into the, the social media. But anyway, with that said, Jason, what are your long-term goals for motivational counseling solutions? What's kind of your vision for the future of your business? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so I've got a few, I've got a lot of big goals that I would like to do. So at the moment, I'm, I'm a one-man band. I'm, I'm the only therapist at the moment, but my goals are, I've got a few. So first of all, one of my big goals is to be able to offer counselling and therapeutic support to rural schools here in Adelaide and eventually all of Australia. So there's a lot of schools out in the hills and out in the countryside that can't afford to hire a full-time psychologist or full-time counsellor. So I would like to be able to offer a service that the schools can hire a mobile therapist to go and spend one day at their school once a week or once a fortnight. So that's one avenue I'd like my business to go down. I want to start doing more talks and seminars so I can talk to more than just the small number of clients that you can work with each week. I, my goal is to inspire and to motivate and to help as many people as possible. And in order to do that, you need to kind of think outside the box. So uh, that's why I want to do seminars. I want to do workshops. I want to do online webinars and social media groups and things like that to really help give value to as many people as I can. Cause I'm only one person and I need to, and again, this is one of the benefits of social media. You can talk to the masses so much easier. So this year I'm actually going to be launching an online um, personal development community. So that's going to be getting launched within a couple months. I'll be posting a, like a promotional video advertising that soon. And that way that's going to be a group where I'll be doing monthly kind of workshops on all this kind of stuff. So on procrastination, on growth, on mindset, on stress and anxiety management, all that kind of stuff. So each month there'll be a different topic and I'll also be doing like Q and A stuff as well. So that's one avenue I want my business to go down. Um, and again, that way I can talk and work with people all over the world. And I guess another long-term goal would be to open up my own clinic that is more not just focusing on mental health but looking at wellness in all diameters so having nutritionists there having dietitians and personal trainers all at this one well wellness center and i know there's a few of these around already but there's it doesn't hurt to have more of them because wellness and mental health it's it's a group effort it needs it requires physical wellness it requires mental health it health in general requires all these things you need to be balanced in these areas so i would like to open up a wellness clinic as well um eventually so that's a few of my goals and obviously it would be great to come across to america and do some talks out there too
Yeah, we'll definitely welcome you over here, Jason. And I want to say that your goals are fantastic. And I can't wait to see how they work out for you, Jason. We'll definitely keep in touch for that. But anyway, you have a lot of goals, a lot of ambitions. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who also want to be successful and reach their amazing goals. What are some habits that you think people can practice to help people achieve greater success? Okay. With, so with goals in particular, it's easy to get overwhelmed. And it's easy to have that big goal, that big aspiration, aspiration to reach for. What we need to do, we need to pull ourselves back and look at what's the first smallest possible step we can do. Because a big goal is just a lot of little goals. And if you think about it like that, it makes it a little less intimidating. So let's use the, the goal for writing a book, for example. Let's, let's say you want to write a novel by the end of the year. That's a pretty big goal. And when we've got a big goal like that, sometimes we become overwhelmed. And as a result, we kind of procrastinate and we never actually get around to doing it. Whereas if we have that big goal and we break it down into small steps, so what's the smallest possible step that I could do to write a book by the end of the year? Oh, I could write maybe two pages a day. Is that something that I can achieve? Yeah, that's pretty reasonable. That's probably not going to take that much of my time. And if you think about it, by the end of the year, if you did that every day, even if you skipped a couple of days, you would have a pretty decent sized novel by the end of the year. So that's one of the first steps is breaking your finding a big goal and then pulling it apart and creating those stepping stone goals to get to that big goal. And then finding people as well that will help you achieve that. So none of us are masters at everything. Um, and some of the greatest coaches and therapists and counselors um, and the greatest people in the world surround themselves by other experts. So surround yourself by surround yourself with people that will help you get to that goal. If your goal is to write a book, get a writing coach, get a coach that's published books before to help you with that. If your goal is to start a business by the end of the year, get a business coach, get a, even a mindset coach to help clarify your goals and your purpose and the reason why you're doing your business. Surround yourself by people that complement the goals that you want to achieve. You don't have to go through life alone. So, and if you have that team around you, they will help you through the hard times. So that would be my kind of key take home messages for those, those areas. Fantastic, Jason. Thank you for sharing. Now with that said, what advice would you give to young students, professionals, or new entrepreneurs out there? I would say go for it. Don't wait for the right time because there's never going to be a right time. Just go for it, chase your ambitions, chase your dreams. And if you're waiting for the right time, that right time is it's now. And there will be naysayers. There will be people that doubt you. You will doubt yourself sometimes. There will be people that say, you can't do this. It's too hard. Do you know what the odds are? That's, that's part of following your dreams. That'll happen. So going to it, go into chasing your dreams, knowing that and being ready to face that and act anyway. So that's, that's what courage is. Courage is having fear and acting anyway. And that's what you need to remember. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay to have doubt, but don't let that stop you from acting and following your dreams.
and wait for the right time. And that right time is now. Fantastic, Jason. I love that. I always say the same thing to, to myself and others. So I, I definitely agree with you. But with that said, are there any resources that you recommend for your motivation or overcoming limiting beliefs or, and pretty much just self-development in general? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'll, I will say as well, I've got a free stress management ebook that anyone can have access to. So if they contact me and mention that, I can send that to them. Um, and what that is, it's just, it's a complete, it's a free resource. It's got three quick tips for stress and anxiety management. So that's one resource that's out there, but the internet is full of so much amazing resources. The beauty of the internet is that anyone can access a wealth of knowledge nowadays. You don't need a university degree anymore. You can study things online. You can get, there's a wealth of knowledge out there. So look into that. The beauty of podcasts. There's so many inspirational podcasts out there as well, as you know, and yeah. And if you can, find yourself a coach or somebody to check in with. Like I personally, I've got my own coach I work with. I've got a business coach I work with. I've got a financial coach I work with and a counselor that I work with as well. And it's so important to have those people to help somebody to help keep you on track and to help, help you find the answers sometimes. Cause you, as, as I said, you don't have to go through this alone and but buy a book. Like if you don't have money to buy a book, go to your local library and borrow a book. Libraries need to be used a lot more. There's something to be said about having a hardcover book. And if you don't have the time to sit down and read a book, put 10 minutes out of your, your, time, your day to, to read just a few pages. Every single one of us can spare at least 10 minutes a day of, for self-development. And if you can't, if you're too busy to do that, how about an ebook? There's so many options out there for self-development and for getting those extra bits of knowledge in. So if I'm, when I'm cooking in the kitchen, for example, I have a podcast playing, I've got an ebook playing and same as when I'm driving, there's so much wasted space between driving from different destinations. And yeah, sometimes I listen to music, but most of the time I will listen to something that enriches my life and um, inspires me in some way. I've got playlists of just motivational speeches. I've got playlists of people literally reading out inspiring poems. So just find little tricks that work for you. That's a few that work for me and you're most welcome to try them. So find things like that that work for you. But yeah, if you can surround yourself by with a coach or a mentor or even just a friend that you look up to or a business colleague that might be where you want to be in one year's time. Do that. Surround yourself by people that you aspire to be similar to and seek support if you need it. Fantastic, Jason. Thank you so much for sharing. And, and I just want to throw this in there. I'm not sponsored by Amazon or anything, but if you're looking for books to read for eBooks, I just got this last night to, to read some books, but you can get Kindle Unlimited. I think it's only like $10 a month, but you can get millions of eBooks for free. And so yeah. I think that's something amazing if you want to find books to read. And, and, I, and I want to really thank you for, for joining me on the show today. I know it's really late for you over there in Australia. So we'll start to, to wrap things up so that you can, so that you can get to bed. So one of the things I yeah, do, no at the, 
Yeah. So one of the things I do at the Da Vinci Mindset podcast, Jason, is I always lead off with the, the same question. Or I, I mean, I always end with the same question. So Jason, let me ask you it. If you could only leave the audience with one piece of actionable advice, what would it be? Follow your dreams and your values. And always remember that success is remaining one step ahead of the person that you were yesterday. I love it, Jason. Thank you so much for sharing your, your knowledge and your wisdom with everyone. I mean, I, I feel like we did just scratch the surface with what's possible for your, your knowledge and everything. So I really want to thank you for joining me on the show today. I learned a ton. There's, there's a lot of things that I'm going to implement into my life. And I know that the, the listeners will as well. So Jason, thank you for joining me on the show today. I appreciate it. You're most welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I hope I haven't been slurring my words too much because I am a little bit tired this time of night, but it's been no, fantastic been to be on the show. <laughs> yeah, it's been fantastic to, to have you here, Jason. So if the, the listeners want to learn more about what you're doing and what, what your business is, where can they find you at? So they can find me on Facebook on Motivational Counseling Solutions. Um, just remember, counseling has two L's for Australian spelling. So that's the only thing. Uh, so that's Motivational Counseling Solutions on Facebook. Also through Instagram, Motivational underscore Counseling. They can follow me there. I'm always posting co free content, free videos, and I'll be posting information about that coaching community as well uh, soon on those forums too. And if you would like a free copy of my ebook, send me an inbox or uh, instant message on either Facebook or Instagram, and I'll send you the details too. Um, yeah, so they're my main two platforms, and I'd love to hear from you. Fantastic, Jason. So to the listeners out there, I will make sure that I put the links to his free ebook, his Facebook, and his Instagram in the description for the episode below, wherever you're watching this at, whether it's on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, or, or wherever you listen to this at, at the the other like, I don't know, 100 platforms, you can find the links below. And I hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode of the podcast. I learned a ton. I took two full pages of notes. I got a lot of things that I wrote down that I think will be very <laughs> valuable for, for my life and everyone else's. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. And I really quickly want to talk about something special that we're doing. So I'm starting up a new community on Facebook called the Entrepreneur's Creative Advantage. So if you're an entrepreneur or, or just a professional or anyone in general, who wants to learn how to be more creative, how to be more innovative and get a competitive edge in your industry, then just search the Entrepreneur's Creative Advantage on Facebook and then you can join our group for free. You know, no strings attached and we'll, we'll provide you as many free resources as possible. But once again, anyway, thank you, Jason, for joining me on the show today. It was a pleasure to speak with you and to everyone out there. Thank you for listening to the Da Vinci Mindset Podcast and we'll catch you on the next episode of the show. I'll see you guys soon. Thank you for listening.